God bless you, grace and peace. Welcome to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. I'm your host, Delisa Fields, and today we're going to talk about a passage of scripture coming out of John chapter 14, verse 12. And the word of God says, In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. I want to read that verse 3, and then we'll go ahead and get started. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So I read into your hearing, John chapter 14, verses uh, 2 and 3. And of course, Jesus is speaking and he's talking about places. Um, Today, what I want to talk to you about are doors. And the reason why I reference that scriptures, I was in meditation and uh, just kind of pouring over the word um, that within any natural house, you know, there's that entrance door, that main entrance door. Um, and then once you are granted access through that main entrance door, there are rooms with doors, you know, just about every room in the house um, has a door. Some of those doors are locked. Some of them are not it just depends on whatever. Um, but for the most part, you know, once you that you've got to get through that main door, you've got to get listen, you're not going to get to the bedroom unless you're dealing with some outside something. But, you know, on, you're not going to get to I'm turn my notifications off. You're not going to get to any room in the house without um, without uh, getting without coming through that main door. Give me just a minute. Let me turn my notifications off because. Glory to Jesus. Okay. Yeah, so you got to come through that main door. Of course, Jesus is the door, right? He's when when we look at this literally, Jesus is is the door to the mansion. It's his father's house, but he clearly said, I am the door, right? No man comes to the father but by me. So I want to kind of lay that foundation um because I'm talking to you. I've got a few moments to talk to you about doors. And where I feel like I need to go is I want to help some of you understand that um there are doors behind doors. Um, and, and again, this was kind of the focus of my prayer. I was praying about some things this morning and the Lord dropped that scripture in my spirit. And I was like, oh, this would be some good content for the podcast. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, you know, doors, doors that God is opening. Paul talked about great effectual doors with, with, you know, uh, with great warfare. So a lot of times we become so, um, I guess, amused, I guess, for lack of a better word, when doors open for us and then you know, simultaneously along with that, there's some kind of warfare, some type of struggle. Um, you know, it, you know, it would be nice if doors would open and we would just walk right on in, right unencumbered, uh, you know, just, just walking and flowing. <laughs> but I maintain to tell you that that's not the case. Doors, uh, doors that God's going to open for you, um, are going to, um, certainly give you access, certainly going to expand your platform. Um, but also in that, keep in mind that, there is going to come some type of um, struggle. You know, there's going to be so, and I'm not talking about that either, but I just wanted to make that plain, but that's not my point today. Uh, what I want to talk about though, I guess you're like, okay, let's get to the point. Oh my God. What I want to talk about though is, um, you know, what do we do once we get through that main door? Now, again, I'm, I'm taking the scripture totally out of context. I'm not talking about a salvation door. I'm just talking about a door, a door of access, a door of opportunity that God has given you. What do you do? Once you finally get through that main door, you know, once you get the job, once you get the, the whatever, you know, that main door, that thing that you've been asking God for, 
You know, what do you do once you actually get <clears throat> through that door? Now, several things can happen. Think about yourself being a guest in someone's house and they invite you in. Depending upon your relationship with the homeowner, you may be allowed into the dining room. You may be allowed into the uh, den, the family room, maybe a bedroom or two, maybe the guest bathroom or, you know, master bathroom rather. You know, so it, it, your your activity behind that main door is going to be contingent upon your relationship with the homeowner. Okay, your your activity, how far you can move or advance or progress behind that main door. Once you get in and that homeowner meets you at the door, opens the door for you, um, your your progress, your ability to go further is going to be directly contingent upon um, your relationship with that homeowner. If there has been some type of, you know, trust, some type of friendship built, then, you know, you're coming on in, right? You're coming on in and you take a seat and you make yourself comfortable. And then, you know, they, they'll tell you, okay, you can, this is where this is and this is where you can go. Even though you get in the door, they'll still tell you where you can go, right? Because it's their house. Um, and also the same thing applies if you don't have that good of a relationship. Think about those who are going door to door, door to door salesmen and, um, you know, um, you know, just people out of the neighborhood. I'm not going to call a particular group of people out, but folks will just come knocking on your door early Saturday morning, <laughs> you know, and then so the most they're going to get, the, f- the furthest that they're going to get, probably in some cases, maybe your foyer, your living room, if that, right? For the most times, it's just on the porch and that's that. So again, your relationship or the lack thereof is going to determine where you go once you get past that main door. Now, that's one point I want to make. The second point I want to make is this. Once you get in the door, the way you conduct yourself is also going to be a determining factor in terms of where you go. You know, now you've done well to get inside the house. <laughs> yeah. You've done well for the homeowner to open that door and let you in. Now, you can either come in and submit to the rule of the house that they say, take your shoes off. Um, You know, we... uh we don't watch TV. We don't, you know, whatever the rules of that house are. Um, and if you subscribe to them, you submit to them, you bring yourself under subjection to that, then all is well, right? You may be invited to come back at another time or whatever. But if you come inside the house and the rules have been set, this is what we do. This is what we don't do. We go to bed at eight o'clock, you know, whatever. And, and, and you just do your thing. Chances are you may be able to stay in that house for a minute. Um, but that time will be short, you know, or it will be very stressed, you know, uh, very, um, ten- there'll, there'll be a lot of tension. So that's my third, my second point. Okay. It's a lot of points you can you build. That's why I love the word of God, because there's so many places you can go with it that can just make sense out of a lot of stuff. Um, so my third point here is now, um, you know, when doors open for you, this is where I'm going now. When doors, when God opens doors for you. Now, I'm not talking about in the spiritual aspect now. I'm talking about in the natural aspect, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's um, something in the church or ministry, whether it's something in the community, your career, your education, whatever. I'm talking about secular doors now, secular doors, secular doors. Um, many times, and I've seen this, and that's, that's kind of what my prayer was this morning, um, you know, God is in his mercy and his grace and in response to prayer and seed sowing has opened those doors. He's allowed, he's touched somebody's heart. You know, you've been knocking, right? Whether you knocked by, you know, phone call, whether you knocked by email or whether you knocked by res, uh, resume application, you knocked on that door 
and you got in. Somebody open the door and let you can and let you in. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, don't get brand new. And this is this is where kind of the core of where my teaching is going to be for the next few minutes. Don't act brand new. Number one, remember that there was once a time when you were trying to get where you are. Don't forget that. There's a song that says, don't forget where you come from. Don't forget where your blessings come from. Don't don't forget. Um, so, you know, remember, you know, as comfortable as you are in your new door place, <laughs> your new door season, your open door season, you're comfortable, you're, you're in a better place than you were in your previous season when you were knocking. Um, you're in a better place than where you were when you were, you know, trying to get in when, you know, you, you're in a better place than when you were seeking. You're in a better place now. You're in an open door season. Um, let me just help you understand that seasons are cyclical. And either you can have a good cyclical thing or you can have a bad cyclical thing. I mean, that can either work for you or work against you, but it's going to be cyclical. Okay. You can have cycles and cycles and cycles of hardship, or you can have cycles and cycles and cycles of harvest and plenty. That's totally up to you. Um, you can even change, uh, the nature of your cycle mid flow. You think about Egypt when, um, Joseph was in Egypt and they had seven years of famine. Well, guess what? You know, in that in that seven years, he turned it. There were some behaviors that he subscribed to. There were some things that he he did that changed the nature um, of that circle. Right. Of that cycle, rather. And so in that cycle, they went from famine to plenty and they went from famine to plenty so much so that they had overflow. They had, you know, more more than enough and they had enough to share. So think about that. You know, you know, think about cycles and please think about that. Okay. Even the Bible talks about that. You know, as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest, you know, it, it's always going to be, it's going to be cyclical people of God. So my point in, and I'm in my <clears throat> admonishing you today is don't get brand new when doors open for you and, and you're no longer seeking, you're no longer knocking. You're actually in the place. You know what I'm saying? Now you may not be doing everything you want to do, but you're, listen, <laughs> you're not where you used to be. And you've got greater access now that you've ever had before. And you've got greater opportunities available to you than you ever had before. So don't get brand new. Don't get inside the house, you know, behind the door and act a fool. You know, there have been times when people in the natural would have to call 911, call the authorities to get somebody out of their house. Right. I'm sure you've seen it, heard it. I hope you hadn't experienced it. But that's some people's reality where you have some people in and you tell them, OK, it's time to go. No, I'm not going. I ain't going. And the next thing you know, you've got to get other people involved to get this person out. So you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that one that God graces somebody's heart to open the door for you and you get on the inside and the next thing you know they're praying for you to get out they're asking you to get out or they're kicking you out you know they're walking you to the door with your bag and umbrella and shoes you know you don't want to be you don't want to be that person you know you want to keep the same humility (coughs) excuse me you want to keep the same humility that you had when you were seeking you're the, you know what I'm saying? You're that same person. Let me give you some scripture on top of what I gave you in John 14, chapter two and th- um, John chapter 14, verses two and three. Look at, um, and there's a lot of places I can go in this, but let me talk about David for a minute. Remember, David was in a season when he was shepherding. He was out kind of cast away, but God used it for his purpose. That'll preach. Um, but he was a castaway as, as far as his family um, considered him. He was a castaway, but that was exactly where God needed him to be. And I, I just feel like I need to express and, and, and just you know, reiterate that to somebody. You may be in a castaway season, but that's exactly where God needs you to be. You know, you're, you're, you're learning some things, you're growing in some things and you're maturing in some areas in your castaway season. So it's not, again, it's cyclical, won't last forever, 
but you know maximize the benefit while you're there so david is in this shepherding season this castaway season and even in that god is promoting him my spiritual daughter preached on that this past sunday god is promoting him out of that season um of shepherding and being cast away that's another nugget for you so he he you know let me move down a little bit so he gets to where he's in saul's um castle you know in his home right and and so he was invited inside of saul's home now david fully david fully knowing he's king fully knowing i mean this man has spent time in the presence of god he's got god's heart he's got god's eyes he's got um he's got he's got god's full attention and so um you know but i want you to just kind of be mindful of how excuse me of how david conducted himself behind the door Once God delivered him and brought him out of the the wilderness and brought him away from the animals and established him in a place, even though he was still in a a, a season, right? Still in seasons of submission or whatever. But God established him, opened a door for him and established him in this new place. Do you know David did not act unseemly? Even when when Saul mistreated him, when Saul tried to uh, plot murderous um, assassination attempts, whatever, David didn't mistreat him. David knew how to conduct himself in his open door season. And I believe that that was what continued to elevate him and what continued to promote him. Now I've seen this in church circles. God knows I have, I've seen it in relationship circles. I've even seen it in, you know, uh, uh, workplace circles where when a door is open, it, it, you know, we just kind of lose our scruples. Uh, You know, you just kind of like, I don't get it. I'm like, you went through all of that. And I literally said this to somebody last week. You went through all of that to get where you are. And, and you know, and, and then you're going to you're going to act up here. If there was, <clears throat> excuse me, if there was any place that, you know, you could have acted up and it would have been OK, it would have been in your closed door season. But when you ain't an open door season, don't you understand? Jesus said in my father's house, how many mansions? And then he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So I'm just not, I'm not just going to let you in. Once you get in, I've got places I'm taking you. So you don't want to get into the door, get behind the door, people of God, and then act crazy. You know, you, you get the job and, and you know, you, you harass the supervisor, the manager. Now that you get it, you're late, you're complaining, you have doing a job and you, you know what I'm saying? Just acting out of sorts. And so you want to make sure that you keep the same mindset that you had. You were thirsting, you were driving, you were asking, you were seeking. Now that you have it, then you just kind of, you know, oh, I'm just, I hate this job. Or I'm tired. I mean, you you know, come on now. What does that say about you? And guess what? That same mentality will trickle over into other areas. You're asking God for a relationship. Lord God, please bring this person in my life. God, if you bring me this person, I'll be so happy. I'll serve you. I'll sing. I'll pray. And, you know, and then the, the, God opens the door. The person enters into your life and then you mistreat them. You know, I'm tired of this person. I'm sick of this person. I wish they go away. I would. So that says a lot about you. And, and, and let me capitalize this final point. It will also determine whether any subsequent doors will be open for you. And so we find people that get in the door and get stuck in the foyer, stuck in the living room or stuck in the hallway. They never get to venture past certain points. <clears throat> God doesn't trust them. The homeowner doesn't trust them. And, you know, they don't have the character to get to that next level. All right. So I want to leave that thought with you. Don't get stuck in the foyer. 
You know, if the door opens for you, there are doors behind doors. Jesus is telling you, we know that naturally, but Jesus is making it plain. I'm going to open some doors for you. I'm going to, I, first of all, I, me, the door, I'm going to give you access, but I want you to know that I'm still giving you access. You know, so don't act brand new people of God. When God opens doors for you and does things for you, stay humble. You know, take a lesson from David. Take a lesson, you know, from, from, from Moses. Take a lesson from, um, <clears throat> Well, praise God. I was going to say Peter, but no, don't take a lesson from Peter. But, you know, take a lesson from those who, Abraham, different ones who, uh, Isaac, you know, who maintain a sense of fidelity, who maintain, Joseph is excellent, who maintain a sense of loyalty and, and integrity through the open door. And that door continued to open doors for them. All right. So God bless you. Thank you for joining in. Um, I pray that we've said something to encourage your heart, stimulate and challenge you and get you into the scriptures and get you to thinking about your life. Um, and, and we just praise God for the finished work that God is going to do, um, for, do through this message in you. So until next time, grace and peace. God bless you.